you might notice if you start to acknowledge it in the context of your yoga practice, if you can pause and breathe and say, no, my body is perfect the way it is. There's no such thing as a destination. This is for the journey. This is the yoga. Like truly, this is the yoga right now is me pausing rather than reacting and choosing a different way. If you are able to start practicing that on your mat, you might notice that the next time you get triggered in a similar way in your day-to-day life, in your social life, when you feel like someone is doing something better than you, you start to feel inferior, you start to feel insecure, you might notice that it's easier for you to also pause and reframe that same thought pattern. So it's a phenomenal tool for you know personal growth and personal development. Hey, hey, everybody, it's your homegirl, Kelsey Aida. Happy Monday or happy day, whatever day you listen to this podcast. Welcome back. Um, Quick story time before we dive into today's episode. When you listen, you may be wondering where I was and why I was not on the call. (laughs) And that is because I was literally just living my best life, doing my self-care, hanging out in the sauna, meditating when Lindsay messaged me and she was like, hey, girl, we're waiting for you to get on this Zoom call. And I was like, oh my God, it never made it onto my calendar. And I totally was not going to make the call in time. So the call still happened. The show must go on. Cassandra, many apologies. You're awesome. Lindsay, way to kill it by yourself. Um, And yeah, I'll miss you guys on this episode. I'm really sorry. And you know, I wanted to be hard on myself about it. Like my old perfectionist ways. I wanted to be like, wow, all these people are counting on you. How could you let this fall through the cracks, blah, blah, blah. But then it's just like, you know what? I don't do that anymore. And in the spirit of self-love, I'm just going to tell myself that everybody makes mistakes. I'm allowed to make them too. I'm only human and the episode's still going to be bomb and help a bunch of people. So that's where we're at. That's why I wasn't on the call, but I love you guys. And I missed you all on this week's episode and I hope you have a great, great week. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic episode of High Vibe In It. I am Lindsay Robinson, certified hypnotherapist and intuitive guide. Usually we have Kelsey here with us, who is a best-selling author, manifesting queen, self-love coach. She is not here. So it's me and a guest today. We have Cassandra Reinhardt, and she is a yoga instructor and YouTuber. And I, we were just talking before uh, we started recording that I probably have done one of her YouTube yogas because I... I only do the bite-sized ones, which I think she specializes in. So I'm really excited to dive in, listen to what she has to say and hear more about her. So Cassandra, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be great. Okay. So usually we dive in by saying, you know, how did you get to where you are? What's your, what's your story? What is your background? And what kind of were those moments where you knew that this is what you were going to be doing? However you want to explain it, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, sure. Um, I found yoga for the first time at 18, not knowing anything about it, being very, I guess, naive about the whole practice. It was just recommended to me by a friend who said I might enjoy it. It might help me be more flexible and get a little bit stronger. Um, I was coming from the world of dance, doing a lot of ballet growing up. And 
even though I was dancing a ton, I had a lot of like injuries in my body. It felt like my body was falling apart. And I always really struggled with flexibility. Like, especially my hamstrings have always been a very problem area for me, as well as my mid to upper back. Um, so a friend just recommended, Hey, I've been going to yoga. Why don't you try yoga? And I did. And I didn't fall in love with it right away. Like I thought it was fun, but I, it took a while. I had to keep showing up and trying different classes and different teachers and different studios, um, just doing, you know, a handful of drop-in classes very irregularly until I found a teacher I really liked and a style I really liked. And I don't know, it's like, I, I got it. You know, there was something where I was like, oh, okay, I understand what the bigger, greater purpose of this practice is because most of us know yoga as strictly a form of movement, but of course we know that yoga is a greater philosophical and spiritual system than that, you know, incorporating lots of different kinds of modalities and tools other than just physical poses and asanas. So once I kind of found a teacher I resonated with and kind of got a little bit of a taste of what the spiritual philosophy could bring to my life, then I really dove deep and started to get super interested in it. And, you know, shortly after that, got into my teacher training and really wanted to start teaching, but struggled with that in the beginning, just because it's hard to gain employment when you don't really have the experience, you know, your resume is kind of blank because you're newly certified. So who's going to hire you? Um, so I was struggling a little bit and I really, I really felt quite called to teaching yoga. I felt like this was a space for me that I wanted to really explore. Um, and I was getting a little bit frustrated with the fact that I couldn't do it to the scope at which I wanted to do it. So I started YouTube, um, not really knowing much about that at all, just kind of going on a whim because I thought maybe it'd be fun. <laughs> maybe a few people would watch my videos. And... and it's very like low stakes, high reward potentially. Like, you know what it I is. mean? You don't have yeah. to get up and go somewhere. You don't have to hope that people show up. You just do your thing. You're, I feel like it's a more relaxed um, environment to just do what you like to do. And then that's usually when the magic happens because you're already in that space of like, I'm just doing it because I like it. You know what I mean? Definitely. A lot of people have asked me, you know, did I have a vision? And I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I really have always operated from this philosophy of just putting one, one foot in front of the other and just doing the next right thing. I don't really believe in five-year plans or anything mm -hmm. like that. Like it just doesn't work for me and my style. I just like to do one little step. But before you know it, when you look back, you've come so far. And I think with YouTube or teaching online in general, whether it's yoga or anything else, it's not going to be for everyone's personality type. It was a great fit for mine. It really just totally synced up with what I love to do. Like I love to be on camera. I loved it. So it felt very natural for me and very easy. Other instructors maybe will try online and maybe they're like, no, no, I need the feedback from people in person in mm -hmm. order to be the best teacher I could possibly be. And the camera, it doesn't work for them, you know? So it's not, it, you just have to follow like what naturally works with your strengths, you know, and follow those breadcrumbs and keep putting one foot in front of the other rather than trying to force yourself to do something because it's what you think you should be doing. And yes. in the context of like teaching yoga, it's changed a lot now, especially because of the pandemic. But before the only pathway teachers really had was to cram in as many studio jobs as they could teach as many classes a week as they could 
maybe do some teacher trainings, maybe do some retreats and that was it and burn out, you know, 10 years later because it's not sustainable. And I knew that's not what I wanted to do. So I was curious about what other possibilities might be out there. Like, but the online yoga teacher wasn't really a thing in 2014 when I started doing this, you know, today, now a lot of people are doing it, which is amazing, but they probably saw you do it. And they were like, I got to do this too. Well, good. Yeah, I hope <laughs> Absolutely. so. I hope so. Yeah, might as well. But it, it's a really good lesson that like, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not possible. Like there yeah. are probably other ways of being a really phenomenal yoga teacher that I haven't thought of yet. And that hasn't been, you know, conceptualized yet. And maybe next year, there's going to be a great new big wave of something different that none of us have you know, even thought of yet, but that for me, that was online yoga and I'm glad I did it. Cause here I am, you know, nine, almost nine years later now. So what has, um, changed for you since you kind of, you're kind of a big deal now. So like, how is that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did your, what did your life look like versus when you first got started? Uh, well, when I first got started, my life is definitely a lot easier in a lot of ways, just because, building something from the ground up takes an immense amount of work hours, focus, yes. and more than anything, like what I think people misunderstand or maybe don't realize, it's the amount of new skills you have to learn. Like I came from a background in social work and it, like I knew nothing about online marketing, filming, editing, mm -hmm. social media management, building a website, doing my taxes, um, you know, accounting, business law, like, and every, every one of those items that I've listed was something that I had to tackle and learn. Um, because I was starting from nothing, I had mm -hmm. no money. So I couldn't even hire people to do it for me. Like I really just had to roll up my sleeves and try my best at it, you know, and I'm super thankful I did that because like what a wealth of knowledge I yeah. have today, you know, like it's wonderful. But that was really, 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 really difficult and brought along many tears along the way and almost quitting very I don't often. think you're you're cut out to be a business owner if you don't want to quit at least once, but don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that oh that act gosh. of like, no, I'm done. And then be I like, can't maybe, do this anymore. Maybe not. Yeah. Especially in the beginning where you're working so hard and you're not really getting that much back, yes. right? Like it's all output. There's not that much coming back in. So it really needs to be self-sustainable. Like you need to be able to fuel your yes. own ambition and find joy from it. Like I'll get a lot of teachers who are like, well, how long will it take me to make X amount of dollars? And right away, I know they're not cut out for this. They're not on the right path because if you're not going to enjoy the process when you're not making income, I don't think you'll even like it, even if you do get successful, like it's not going to bring you the joy and fulfillment that you want. So what was a lot harder too, was that I was working a full-time job. Like this isn't something I was doing. I didn't have all the time in the world. Like I had my evenings and weekends. Yeah. So that was very, Were very you doing strenuous. social work? No. So I studied social work and then I just got a job at the municipal government. So it was a very like administrative project yeah. management type job. It was a wonderful job. It was very flexible. People were super supportive of what I was doing. To be um, fair, I know, would have been shocked if you got a job doing what you actually studied for, because that's, that's rare. <laughs> I've gone in all kinds of directions. I yeah. went from social work to like speech pathology to then like corporate security. Like I've, I've ping-ponged all over the world yeah. to now end up as a yoga teacher on YouTube. 
Um, but today, of course, like now that I've gained those skills, now I'm at over 2 million subscribers, like the bulk of, it's not like I don't have anything left to learn, but I've learned a lot. So it's a lot easier now. My processes are in place. Um, I know what I'm doing a lot more. Of course, like when I start a new project or try to stretch myself out, like I had two books get published. I mm -hmm. created products, which are now in stores. Like these were huge new mountains for me to climb, but nothing will ever compare to having to start a yeah. YouTube channel, knowing nothing. <laughs> like yeah. that was really, that and was I, hard. But. I want to go back to when you said, well, I want to just talk for a second more about how the journey that you had was difficult. And, and I think about when I first started my business, with my hypnotherapy practice online, because I was doing great in person. And then when you're starting, I moved and didn't want to get an office. And I basically was like, I just want to do sessions online. Now I want to be virtual. And it's a whole thing. Like it's a whole different animal than uh, with the potential to explode beyond your wildest dreams. And at the same time, yes, that journey to how do I build a website? What business cards are useless now because I'm not going to be handing them yeah. out. And, and just learning a completely different set of skills. I, in the beginning was like, isn't there just one shortcut, one thing that I don't have to take the long and lonely road, but looking back, I am so grateful for that journey. And I would never deprive anyone of that path of like, you will be so glad that you learned this. You will be so glad that this, yeah. these are the steps that you took because they're just so valuable. Um, so I'm and glad that I you talked about before. that. Like I've said this before somewhere else, but there is messaging right now about entrepreneurship and about getting people to go online and create their side hustles and their, you know, to mm. take what they love and bring it online. And some of the messaging I think is super damaging and it's all around outsource what you don't like to do. Like there's big push around outsourcing and hiring out. And I feel like that has its place but I would never recommend that beginners and newcomers right from the get-go outsource the skills they should learn. Even if it's not your area of expertise, at some point, of course, bring someone on who can yeah. do the job better than you. So you can focus on your area of expertise. I totally get that. But in the beginning, you're so vulnerable. If you don't even know how to do the bare minimum and the basic of the task, in which you're trying to find an employee for that you're trying to contract out, how are you ever going to be able to manage that person that you bring on? That person can be robbing you blind. <laughs> and, you know, like I've had that experience where I was like, oh, I don't want to learn how to do ads, you know, how to oh, do Facebook gosh, ads, ads and Google ads. That was such a huge <laughs> uh, mental block for me and a big hurdle. And I was like, why would I do this? Like, I'm a yoga teacher. I should just hire someone, an online marketing specialist to come and do it. And I did that. And it was just, I wasted money I could not mm -hmm. afford to be wasting. You know what I mean? Like I had such little funds because they promised the world and I have no way of knowing whether or not they did a good job because I don't really know what the job even entails. You know, yeah. so I was like, I really feel like that's part of entrepreneurship that I, I wish the messaging got changed a little bit. And I'm like, I know it's hard but try to at least learn the basics so that if you do get to a point where you can afford to bring someone on to take the task away from you, you actually, you are, you're going to be able to tell if they're doing a good job or not. And if this is money well spent or not, because otherwise like that's how you're going to want to quit, you know, because now yeah. you're out of money and you feel like you've done all the right things, but you're not getting the results. So I'm, 
just like you, I'm glad I did it. I'm mm-hmm. glad I went through that heartache and headaches and yeah. just kind of pulled through. Even though it took a long time, that knowledge is really, really, really valuable. I have exciting news. I'm hosting a giveaway with one of our previous podcast guests who you might recognize from episode 159, all about loving your body unconditionally, Miss Lizzie Cangro, who is also a self-love advocate. She really specializes in more the body space and I'm more the mind mindset space. And together we have combined resources to create an awesome giveaway for you guys with over $1,000 in self-love goodies and prizes. The giveaway runs February 1st to 14th, and the winner will be announced on Valentine's Day. If slash when you win, you'll receive a copy of my new book, the mini book of self-love for the modern woman, a copy of Lizzie's book, Reclaim the Rebel, 12 Rebellious Acts to Achieve Unconditional Love for Your Body, a $500 gift card to attend this year's Radical Self-Love Retreat with me in October, and a $500 gift card to work with Lizzie one-on-one. So- you can learn more about the giveaway and enter at kelseyaida.com slash 2023 giveaway and, and, and everyone who enters gets a free habit tracker to help support your self-love journey. So go and enter no matter what, you're going to get an awesome little freebie and you have the chance to win over a thousand dollars in self-love prizes, resources, and awesomeness. Good luck. Yeah, hundred percent. That's completely valid. You you don't know what you don't know. So if you do know yeah. it and you know how to judge if somebody's doing a good job or not, like that is extremely valuable in your business. Nobody's gonna love your business the way you do, especially no, in the beginning. No. And you can use that. You can use that passion and fuel. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I don't think anyone's ever said that on our podcast, and I'm glad that you did because because I don't I don't know how I feel about that either. About people saying I like the idea of. If you don't like it, don't do it. I love that idea. However, I do think I agree completely in the, in the beginning, you must, you must learn. It's yeah. some things are designed. Well, let me say it this way. Some things are supposed to be hard because it's yeah. going to stretch yeah. you and expand you in ways that you have no idea about yet, but you will look, you will never regret like expansion in my opinion, which is not going to be a thing. Totally. This is why I have an issue with like life hacks. Yeah. <laughs> like, not everything needs to be a hack. Sometimes you just got to go through it and it's going to yeah. be hard, you know, Let's like grow. How about that? Going to be a shortcut. Like there, <laughs> stop looking for a shortcut everywhere. You know, yeah. I understand sometimes it's, it's nice to want to make our lives easier. You know, I'm not against that or anything. That's um, why I have a, a, a salad spinner. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's why God gave us salad spinners guys. Anyway. Um, so let's talk about yoga. Let's talk about, because I know for, I want to talk about people like me who, I know I'm a hypnotherapist. Okay. I know the power of the mind. I know the the importance of having a well-balanced, harmonized mind and body spirit. I have a lot of trouble with physical part of it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not the most physical person. And I know that's an affirmation, but I don't really get, I don't think I get what most people get out of it. So for people like me who are enthusiastic about it, like I know it's great. How do you explain to them or invite them to see it in a certain way where they might actually get more than they think out of it? Like, how do you explain the benefits, I guess, of just taking 10 minutes out of your day and doing one of your videos? I mean, I don't want to discredit what you do because while 
the physical practice of yoga is amazing. And I will get into the benefits because I would love for everyone to do a little bit, you know, on a semi-regular basis at least. But like truly the best yoga is going to be meditation. The best mm -hmm. yoga is the ability to self-reflect and to have a little bit of distance between yourself and the ego, to be able to see yourself in the world from a greater perspective, to feel a sense of connection. So like mind yoga. Greater. Are we talking about mind yoga? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just because in the West, when we say yoga, we think, oh, getting on my yoga mat and doing yeah, some poses, right? Absolutely. But it's, it's not necessarily that. It can be mantra. It can be mudra. It can be pranayama, your breathing techniques. It can be your meditation practices. But for people okay. who are interested specifically in getting on their yoga mats and practicing physical poses, mm -hmm. there are tremendous benefits. My main motivation at this point in my life, I'm 32 years old. I'm not old. I'm not super young. I'm 32, you know. I'm with you, 37 over here. I'm right in yeah. there with you. I have noticed lately my mind, I'm really kind of hyper obsessed with this idea of being as comfortable in my body for as long as I can. I'm very much connected to this like, my eldest self mm -hmm. and really trying to imagine what my life will look like if I'm lucky enough to live into my 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, maybe even 90s. I look at my elders around me, how they move through life, how easy or how difficult simple daily tasks are of bending over to tie your shoelaces, you know, of sitting down and standing back up, showering, you know, like things yeah. that now in our 30s, we're not really worrying about that too much. We don't really yeah. think about it. But at the end of the day, it like when you're in your 20s and 30s, I feel like there's a lot of an emphasis on like getting super fit, getting strong, getting into a handstand, you, you know, like a lot of people are motivated for yoga because they want to achieve some kind of pose. But when you think of your eldest self and you go a little bit beyond that, beyond the vanity of what the practice can bring, you realize that at the end of the day, you just need to feel good in your body. Like you need to be mobile. You need to be able to bend over and come back up. You need to be able to go to bed and get out of bed with comfort yeah. and with ease. And those are the simple things that will make a huge amount of difference in your quality of life later on. That is my main motivation for getting on my yoga mat every day, even if it's just for 10 minutes. I'm doing it because I want to be able to not be trapped inside my body mm -hmm. as I get older, to have as much freedom of movement as I can. I think that's a huge component of not only physical health, but also your emotional and your mental health, you know, like well-being yes. in general. So that that's that's my main one. Like I think it'll be different for everyone, but I've been really focused on like doing things not for the instant gratification of right now. Like sure it'll be great if you can do, you know, a headstand. That'll be super cool and you should I can do a headstand. That's amazing. Like, I've that's never amazing. stopped doing headstands since I was a kid just because I want to still see if I can do it every once in a while. And I that's still can. Cool, yeah. So far, so good. <laughs> and that's amazing. Like, that's wonderful. And, you know, small things like that. I matter. can't do a like, handstand. I want to discredit though. them. <laughs> right. But, it's, but that to me is my main benefit and my main motivation and purpose yes. for having a sort of disciplined but still flexible um, yoga practice of my own at home.
Yeah. And first of all, I am motivated again. Thank you very much. It makes Amazing. me want to do yoga. Um, and I think that that does, it resonates with yoga and it also resonates with a lot, basically every other thing in life where your practice is not necessarily going to look the same as everyone else's. And that is not only okay, but probably nece necessary because if I sat here and tried to do the same spiritual practice or yoga practice or exercise practice as what I see other people doing that is working for them. If I yeah. try to do it and it doesn't resonate, then I, well, I don't, but there are people who will take it in and be like, oh, I must be doing it wrong. Oh, it must not work for me. Oh, it must, you know, whatever. And it just means that you got to tweak it, do something that does feel good. Maybe start with five minutes a day. And that that's true for yoga and meditation and all these sorts of stuff. Like it's probably not going to look the same as it does for someone else. It probably won't. And yeah. that's a really good thing because you're very unique and you should be. And that's a practice and non-attachment in itself because you'll notice that your own needs and wants and desires and the way that you treat yourself and you move, the way you eat, the way you practice, your spiritual well-being will change yes. from year to year, from season to season. What what worked for you five years ago might not work anymore. And what you're doing today will probably need to be adapted in the future and changed. And we need to not be so rigid um, in what we think is right and what we think is good and what we think we should be doing. And instead allow ourselves to be like, well, to be honest, it works or it doesn't, you know? And when I first got online, one thing that I made sure that I really wanted to promise myself right off the bat. I was like, I don't want to talk about food and diet. I was really surprised. Like my first few videos, when I went online, some of the most common requests I got on videos were like what I eat in a day. What do you eat? What's your diet? Every like we're I obsessed so with food. Requests. And I was like, this is so weird. Like I'm a yoga teacher. I'm not talking about food. And I kind of made that promise to myself early on. And I told people, I was like, you're not going to really hear me talk about that. I'm not interested in that for the same reason what you were saying. What is going to work for me might not work for someone else. Food is so personal and so triggering to everyone. Like we take it so it's, yes. you know, I don't know a single person who doesn't have some kind of emotional tie with food in some way, whether positive or negative, you know? And I was like, I don't want to play that game. Like I want you to do what works for yourself and to explore that for yourself. I don't ever want people to be projecting. Like I'm a person too. I'll get triggered by it too. You know, Absolutely. people start commenting on what I'm eating. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm yeah. stepping far away from that, but it's the same with your yoga practice, you know, or any other part of your lifestyle. Like I, I share some parts of it and I keep some parts of it to myself. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm choosing it because it's what works for me. And I'm giving myself lots of grace that tomorrow I might need to start from scratch because it might be totally different. And, that's, and that's okay. And you know why that's okay? Because it will feel good. The worst thing yeah. you can do for your mindset or your you know, exercise routine or your morning routine is to do something that doesn't feel good. Imag like I know I've done that. I'm sure a lot of people that are listening have done that. It just sets you up in the wrong way, the complete wrong way as the opposite effect almost. So as long yeah, as totally. what you're doing feels good, I don't think you can really go wrong. We need to start doing more things that feel good is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> just because they feel good uh, and that, you know, they're healthy and good for us. Um, and I know I never regret doing yoga. Every time I do it and I'm like, Lindsay, you know the end of this. You know how this ends. You're going to be happy. <laughs> So just why do don't it. you want to like, what's well, the resistance just, for me? It's 
Okay. You want to know what it is? I guarantee this is what it is. 99% of the time is I'll get up. I'll get the kids ready for school. I got three of them. I get them ready for school. I send them off uh, two out of three. Anyway, I come up here. I do my, my uh, setup for my day, which is mostly administrative. I'm not going to lie. So in my head, I think I don't have time is what it is. Even though it's 10 minutes, even though it's five minutes, I'm sure you hear this all the time. I feel like I, I could be using my time in a better way. And I know that's a lie. I know it is. Because every time I do it, I'm like, you could not have done this. You could not have done something better. This is what you should have done. And I'm glad that you did it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's the time aspect. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, that does sound like a busy morning. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't know if I'd be as diligent with my practice if I had to hustle some kids out well, of the house, you know? I, I hear that. And that's what I feed myself. And then I have to, on the days that I'm like really a good coach with myself, I say, Lindsay, come on. It's 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes. It's five minutes. Take one minute yeah. and do a stretch. Do some morning stretches. Do some neck bends and get to work. You could do something. Um, yeah. And then most of the time, I just don't think about it because I'm just so busy, busy, right? But not necessarily productive. <laughs> it's frazzling. I mean, yeah, yeah, I get it. But like, I, this is why like people sometimes are like, what is your exact morning routine? And I'm like, well, I don't really have an exact ones because sometimes yeah. I have one and sometimes I don't. Like, I'm very flexible with it. I do try to get on my mat every day. But it's not always in the morning. It's not always at night. It's not always in the afternoon. Like it'll really change mm -hmm. on the kind of day that I have and the time that I have um, and where I'm at in my life. And sometimes that yoga yeah. practice is just a little bit of breath work before going okay, to bed. Okay, so can I ask you a really important question? This is, <laughs> sure. this, is, this is big time. What do you do, or if anything, what do you do on the days where you wake up and you're in maybe not in a funk, but you're just not really feeling it. Maybe you're going through something. Maybe you're extra stressed out. How do you give your body and your your mind that when you are so far from motivated? <laughs> if that makes sense. It's funny because I I've, I've noticed for myself in my life the times in my life where I am the most in need of a consistent yoga practice are the times where I least want to do it. Like I almost have an aversion. Dang, I must really be in need. <laughs> Yeah. I come up with excuses. I feel like my, I'm not someone who tends towards depression. I tend towards anxiety. I'm a very like future oriented person. So yeah. when I get into this state of overwhelm of thinking I have too much to do, I'm overwhelmed with life. There are personal conflicts. I almost feel paralyzed and mm -hmm. like, I cannot move. Like it feels like I physically cannot do downward dog <laughs> because I have to stay in my mind and think, 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 think. I have to problem solve for hours sitting in silence. Yeah. And that is not what I need. <laughs> that is the opposite of what I need. I need to get out of my head and into my body, like to actually embody and to process. I've gotten pretty good at just stepping on my yoga mat. I've done that a many, like that has been my kind of dedicated practice is even when I don't want to, I just sit on my yoga mat or I do a child's pose. Usually if I do one pose, 90% of the time, I'll want to do another and another and another and another. And then yeah. 10, 20, 30 minutes have gone by and I've practiced. There have been a few times where I've stepped on my mat. I gave it a good five minutes. It ain't happening that's fine. I get up, I leave, I'm doing something else. No pressure, no judgment, no shame, no expectation. 
I'm doing what I need to do. I can feel the collective like energy shift by (laughs) you just saying as a fantastically successful yoga instructor, guru expert, as somebody like you saying, if I can't even do it for five minutes, I don't make myself do it for five minutes. I'm not going to do it. Giving literally everybody listening permission to give themselves more grace, chill out, do what feels good and know that it's okay. Like it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. No, exactly. And sometimes I need something totally different. Like sometimes when I'm in those difficult states. I just need therapy actually. And it's not about yoga. It's because I need my therapist or I need to talk to my girlfriend or I need nature. I need to be outside, whether that's moving or not moving, or actually something that almost always works for me is a shower, like cleansing water. There's something about that that is so powerful and helps to really reset you. Um, but I find that tip to just just step on your yoga mat, see if there's one pose that you want to do. Most of the time, you'll want to do a few more, and then you'll be able to kind of embody yourself and get out of your head and into you know feeling a little bit more. And it's a lot easier to then process what you're going through from that place rather than trying to analyze it and problem solve it from a thinking perspective. But it's not it's not fail proof. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't have all the answers. Unfortunately, I really really wish I did. <laughs> My life would be a lot easier. <laughs> hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal. Once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal. And that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. Back by popular demand, I am hosting another radical self-love retreat this October of 2023. This retreat is for you if you want to heal, play, laugh, cry, raise your vibration, and do all the fun and spiritual things with myself and other like-minded women in paradise. See for yourself why past retreat attendees have called this trip the best week of their life, a phenomenal experience, and totally life-giving. We'll be doing yoga every morning overlooking the ocean, healing our inner children, having a cacao ceremony, bonding with other amazing women, sunbathing on the beach, relaxing by the pool, riding ATVs through the Sierra Madre Mountains, and so much more. And did I mention that this retreat comes with one month of coaching with me for free, which is normally $1,200? Just another reason why this retreat is so much more than your typical yoga retreat or girls trip. It's a whole week specifically designed and dedicated for your uplevelment and self-lovery. So what are you waiting for? Join us in October by applying today at kelseyaida.com slash retreat. Pro tip, when you bring a friend, you each save $500 on enrollment. So definitely invite someone special. And I cannot wait to see you gals there. kelseyaida.com slash retreat. 
Yes. I kind of like not knowing everything because then it's easy to just be like, um, maybe new information will come to me and I'm excited for that. I think, I think it's Kelsey that always says, somebody always says, I think it's Kelsey. That's like, I am a forever student. I know here's what I know today that might change tomorrow and that's okay. And I think that's that's very healthy. It's such a good, it just takes so much pressure off yourself, right? To like, to just have to know, um, and then have to know for other people as well. Um, so I do have, I'm going to ask you one more question here, and then we'll take it over to the Patreon. You'll tell people where they can find you. But the, the last question I kind of want to close out with is how do you use, or how can one use yoga for inner healing or for those days where you feel anxious, or you're just not in the mental space that you want to be, or you know that you need some healing, how can yoga really help with that? Or has it helped you? I mean, it's helped me in a million ways, like from helping with stress and anxiety, helping with insomnia, helping me gain a greater perspective so I can zoom out of my own personal day-to-day issues, you know, and remember that I'm just like a little speck of dust in the wind and, you know, in the best way possible that, you know, no one is thinking about me as much as I'm thinking about myself and all is okay and I'm safe. Um, It's very, very helpful. But I think in more practical terms, I think it's helpful for people to think of their yoga mat as a little mirror that reflects back to themselves the way that they act, behave, think, and react on the yoga mat is most likely the same kind of way that they think, act, behave, and react in their day-to-day lives. So it's a great tool for shadow work. Um, Whether you're doing a pose that feels really good, you want to observe your internal dialogue. What do you think that says about yourself? What do you think that means? Um, When things are really challenging and hard, and maybe you're not living up to the expectation that you have for yourself, what is your internal dialogue? What do you think that means about you? And really observing that and knowing that this is all really useful information and a great tool for personal growth. And if you can start to kind of acknowledge and process it on the yoga mat, you might be better equipped the next time you get triggered in real life. You know, a a common example that I've used a lot because it was one that would happen to me a lot is if you're going into a studio yoga class and there are other people around you. So you're able to see how other people are practicing. Maybe you start to compare, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you start to compare the way your body feels and moves to how other people bodies are moving for better or worse. Maybe you think you're crushing it and you're doing so good, or maybe you feel really badly about yourself because you feel like you're just not as good as the person next to you. Neither of those reactions are good or bad. They simply are. It's information for you to take in and to say, is this really how I want to be? Is this true? Like, is this actually true? Right? So it's all an opportunity for shadow work. If you're able to pause long enough and create that space where you can hear that thought inside your head that goes, oh my God, I really suck at this. The girl next to me is crushing it. You know, maybe you're feeding into I'm worthless. Like what is the core belief at the end of that? Like I'm not good enough. I'm worthless, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. You might notice if you start to acknowledge it in the context of your yoga practice, if you can pause and breathe and say, no, my body is perfect the way it is. There's no such thing as a destination. This is for the journey. This is the yoga. Like truly, this is the yoga right now is me pausing rather than reacting and choosing a different way. 
if you are able to start practicing that on your mat, you might notice that the next time you get triggered in a similar way in your day-to-day life, in your social life, when you feel like someone is doing something better than you, you start to feel inferior, you start to feel insecure, you might notice that it's easier for you to also pause and reframe that same thought pattern. So it's a phenomenal tool for you know personal growth and personal development. It really is like a little... I don't know. It's like putting your life under a microscope, you know, on this little yoga mat. Yeah. And I'm, as you're speaking, I'm like, oh yeah, it is. It really is. Cause I'm, I'm reflecting back to the last time I, I did yoga and how I just try to, I try to not rush through it, but I try to force my way through. And that's like completely the opposite of what you want to do. So I didn't really, I didn't really consider that if I were to in that moment, because it's all about mindfulness anyway, in that moment, if I'm just, just stop and be like, why am I trying to force this? Well, I go back to that. Well, I don't have time to do this. So I'm just getting it done. Uh, okay. Well, slow down. Cause 10 minutes is 10 minutes. You might as well just chill and, and just kind of use that ability that I use anyway, to coach myself through that moment, rather than just having it be there and observing it, but doing nothing about it. Cause that's the first step is to just observe it. Yes. And then the second step is, okay, well, what do we want to do about it? Do we want to learn from this? Do we want to like, you know, make it a little less painful and you can, but I think that all, all a learning opportunity. Even if you go and you try a yoga class and you hated it, like maybe the teacher, you really didn't jive with that teacher. The sequence felt off. It didn't really feel good in your body. Like even if you had a somewhat negative experience, it's still a great opportunity for you to learn something, you know, there's something for you to take in because how do you react when you're really annoyed, yeah. <laughs> when you're really not happy with how things are going, when something is not meeting up to your expectation, um, you're getting a little frustrated. Like what, what is that? Are you able mm-hmm. to just be in the present and go with it? Or do you just put up a fight at every step? And when I'm giving these examples, I'm talking about myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is all stuff that I would Same, same. Do. Yeah. I yeah. rarely give an example that doesn't directly apply to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Me too, me too. Um, but yeah, it's it's all an opportunity to learn a little bit more about yourself and to hopefully grow from it. And again, to practice a little bit of non-attachment, you know, to zoom out, to have a little bit of a sense of humor about yourself and about your life. Yeah. To just be like, breathe. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> I'll yeah. be okay, you know? Yeah, amazing. I love this. I hope everybody got as much value out of this as I did. This is fantastic and fascinating. Cassandra, where can people find you? How do they connect with you? Do you do clients or is it is it is it just exclusively on YouTube? Tell them about I'm it. I'm all online. Yeah, I'm all online. I have over like, I don't know, probably like 750 online yoga classes by now. So YouTube is the best way to find me. Just yoga with Cassandra. Cassandra's with a K and website yogawithcassandra.com and you can find me that way and hopefully start practicing with me. Yeah. Even if it's just 10 minutes. <laughs> Even if it's just 10 minutes. I yeah, there's really no excuse. <laughs> there's not a real excuse of why anyone can't just spend 10 minutes. What do you spend 10 minutes doing already? Growling on TikTok? Again, talking about me. Uh Cassandra, this has been so great. Thank you so much for being here. I just love you and your work. And we're gonna head over to the Patreon. If you guys aren't a part of our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash high vibe. We do bonus content, extended uh episodes, we do hangouts in there, we give away stuff, it's really fun. And you can get it for, you know, like three dollars a month. So it's really, really a good deal. Meet us over there, patreon.com slash high vibe. That's where we'll be. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. 
Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family. We super appreciate it. It really helps the show a lot, especially because our goal is to get over 1 million downloads before the end of 2023. And we definitely need and appreciate your help to do it. You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high vibe to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much. And we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.